We're just okay and we play some movies. We're just okay. Movie watchers. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Okay Movies. I'm your host, Biggie Size, and I'm joined by... Hey, guys, it's me, Guido. Oh, Guido, man, how you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Had a little uh, uh, guy time with some people from the Discord, went golfing. It was great. Very nice. Now, I'm assuming you kicked their asses. So who came in second? Oh, who came in second? Probably Mr. West, I think. Ooh, okay. But there's a, like only half of us were keeping score. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. Oh, boy. Brother right, who... sh- didn't even have to bother keeping score. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, who who uh, had the worst shot? Um, We all had some pretty bad shots. <laughs> We all had some pretty bad shots. Oh. We, were, we were playing money holes, though. So, like, closest to the pin, if you get it on the green and won. And uh, I think Nasty won two of those, and I won two of those. And then, uh, no, Nasty won a longest putt. Someone else won something. I don't know. Wow. But, uh, needless to say, everyone still owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to keep track of this story. I'm going to hear uh, how long it takes for him to pay up. Very uh, nice, dude. I think it'll be a while. How about you? Are you do anything? Not really. Uh, just went and saw movies and hung out with Megan and watched movies. Now, still not a whole lot to do you know, around here. Everything's still pretty, pretty shut down. And, uh, you know, I just felt like being lazy for a long weekend. So it was it was really nice. Yeah, I got to say, we both did venture out and went to a movie at a movie theater. Oh, man, was it was it a little eerie for you? It was very eerie. It's been, what, um, six months, seven months, probably since I've seen a movie in theaters. Which is a long time for me. I don't know about you. No, it definitely was. You know, me, I kind of, if it's a big tentpole film, I don't mind going out and watching it. But I think the last film I saw in theaters was, may have been Star Wars. I can't think of another one before that point. Same, really. Um, yeah, I can't think of the last one. Uh, there was no one going to the movies. Like, it's still scaring people off, which is good because then you're not sitting in a packed theater with a bunch of people in masks and stuff still fairly safe right no i totally agree i think it was the same sounds like the same setup in your theater as it was in mine like you pick your seat and then they block off two seats next to you so even if it was packed i mean good god you wouldn't have near the amount of people in that theater you still have a lot of space but as you said my theater it was a smaller one uh, maybe 80 seats or so. I mean, not very many, but there was only like four of us. So yeah, just so much room. I went to one of those giant ultra screen, you know, IMAX things and, you know, giant theater, uh, 200 seats maybe. And, uh, yeah, there was eight of us. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. But yeah, that's, uh, uh, I got that's some, not sustainable. No, no, it's not. It's uh, a little worrying, but I don't know. I think uh, if anything, it bolstered my 
willingness to go and see more movies in theaters if it stays like this, I guess. Totally agree. It's a great experience because we both are the same way. Like it gets so annoying because you hear people eating, coughing. You obviously almost always have a little kid either talking really loud, excited. I get it. That's fine. And that kind of is kind of builds that, you know, suspense, you know, everyone's excited to watch the movie, but ultimately it can get just so damn annoying. Uh, but, uh, like if I keep paying the 10 or $11 and I go in there, there's only like four other people. Like, I don't mind. I mean, great sound, great visual quality. It's exciting just to get out of the house for a little bit. Uh, so I'm definitely down. I'm looking at other films. I wasn't even interested in seeing and wanting to go watch them. Fit stays like that. Yeah. I feel the same. I went alone. I felt I should, uh, you know, feel it out first before I invited anyone. But I think now I might start trying to talk a person or two into going with me to a movie. Sure. No, I don't. Don't blame me. I'm. I'm trying to talk Megan back into wanting to go. She's still a little nervous. I. I don't blame her. Honestly, I was super nervous too. It. It took. It's kind of strange that it took New Mutants for me to really want to go and watch a film because <laughs> uh, I wasn't expecting that. But I just I needed to get out. And sure. uh, I feel the same way, you know, go in the place smells like bleach, which at this time, this day and age, it's like a comforting smell. And uh, they did a good job of making sure you didn't have to touch any handles or, or anything like that. They did temperature checks at the uh, oh, temperature house. Check. I would, yeah, yeah, they, wow. they checked. Yeah, they really went above and beyond than I expected. <laughs> la di da temperature I, check. <laughs> a little fancy around here in the Dallas suburbs. <laughs> uh, no. I had a lady waiting at the door. She like, as I walked up, she opened the door. It was like, you know, hey, you got your ticket? You need to get a ticket? And the people right in front of me that walked in, she gave them a whole spiel like, a good minute long just of all the things that they're doing and how to do stuff and you know they didn't have a ticket and then i'm standing you know 10 feet behind them and i'm pulling up the my ticket on my phone and they go through and she's like oh i see you already got everything it just lets me in and i like <laughs> no, no contact with a ticket taker i don't scan anything i just walk in and walk to my seat wow very nice yeah. No, it's it's a new age in movie going. I recommend do it now until um, another six months where it's probably back to where it was. Yeah, give it a shot just to experience the weirdness of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have got to start out by thanking everyone uh, who, who sent us messages, tweets, emails, just thanking us for uh, releasing an episode. I think... Through this time, there may be a bit of a, uh, what would you call it, a media drought. You know, maybe not a whole lot of stuff getting pumped out. And uh, I'm happy to see that people were really enjoying that episode. The numbers on it honestly were double what I expected from listens. I was very shocked. Uh, but also just very, um, it, it was very warming of my heart. You know, maybe so excited and I'm happy you all were enjoying it. So thank you guys so much for all the kind words. Man, they're just starving for some just okay content. I know, man. Busting at the seams. I think we're going to have a pretty good episode today. One other uh, thing I wanted to mention 
movie activity in the Just Okay Gamers Discord is just insane right now. It seems like almost every day someone's uh, streaming a movie. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening, you're not a part of the Discord, and you're like, ah, I'm not really much of a gamer. Get in there, man. We got movies. There's people. I think there's like a secret book club going on. There's all kinds of stuff going on on the Discord. Get in. It's a blast. Uh, see, discord.gg forward slash just okay gamers. That's it. Get on there. It. If you're, yeah, awesome. If you're nervous, you don't know where to start, just uh, at me, Biggie Size 89. I'll, I'll get you set up. We'll walk you through. Uh, but right now, we've got two movie series going on right now that I wanted to make everyone aware of. Good old Bomb Hab, big fan of the show, big personality on Discord. He's been going through Star Wars. And I think on, let's see, Saturday at 10 p.m. Central is when they air. And I think they're doing episode three. So he's already gotten past the two shitty ones. So you're getting to the good stuff. So get on there if you want to hang out with some people and watch some Star Wars. Also, Bell is doing the, I don't know if I pronounced this right, Studio Ghibli's Ghibli films. The really, really, is that that about right, Ballpark? Sure. (laughs) The super popular Japanese animated films. They're beautiful. I don't know anything about them, but they're gorgeous. She's going through all of them on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central. So that would be 7, I'm sorry, I'm wrong, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Get on there and watch those. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And in uh, about three weeks, I'm going to be starting my 31 Days of Horror. Oh, That's where boy. I watch a horror movie every day in the month of October. <laughs> Did it last year. I can't believe I'm going to do it again. I'm not either because we got to about day 12 and I saw you messaging like, I don't know if I could do this anymore. <laughs> like a mental breakdown. Yeah, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of dark, watching dark stuff, but I like it. And I got some good ones lined up. Nice. Speaking of which, I was going to ask you, have you seen that Nicolas Cage film, uh, Color Out of Space? I have. It's, uh, I liked it. It's intense. Cool. Have, cool. have you seen it? I have not. I got it. Uh, the DVD came in from Netflix. And I was going to sit and watch it. Oh, you and got a DVD of it? <laughs> yeah, I just been doing that. It's, it's nice just to get it and throw it in the player. <laughs> oh, my God. What year is it? 2003? <laughs> I was shocked they were still doing it. It's like, oh, great. It's not that expensive. I just throw it in and then throw it in the mail. Um, but uh, I'll have to check it's that out. It's not streaming then. anywhere. You couldn't just stream it. It might be. I'm not sure. It showed up on the little list of films you might be interested in, so I just put it in the queue. Um, it's uh, it's intense, and it's got some cool creature gore to it. Um, very uh, vibrant movie, as you can probably surmise from the title, Color Out of Space. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to talk with you about that one. Oh, oh, definitely. I I saw Nicolas Cage. I saw Lovecraft. I'm like, ooh, what an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, definitely excited to check that out. How would you rate it compared to Mandy? Uh, I liked it b- more than Mandy. Mandy's a pretty movie, but it, I didn't think it was a very good movie. Uh, Color Out of Space is serviceable, at least. You know, it's it's you can understand what's going on, and you know, it doesn't have these 
10 minute long, weird dreamlike <laughs> shots. You know, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a movie with a narrative and all the narratives kind of weird because it's, it is Lovecrafty and uh, deals with like cosmic horror rather than, you know, a guy with a knife. But uh, yeah, it's just a lot more digestible than Mandy. Uh, that's that sounds perfect then i'm excited to watch that well guido i guess we might as well get to the feature presentation of this pod we got two very interesting films to talk about quite different yet maybe kind of similar in some ways possibly i don't know about that (laughs) maybe along the lines of what's happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're similar uh we watched two films uh, over the past couple of days one of them is christopher nolan's tenet probably the biggest film right now maybe the biggest release this year other than uh dune coming out here in a couple of months although i have a strong feeling it's going to get delayed i don't know maybe they may look at box office numbers right now on the side maybe we should push it but who knows uh, the next one is a Netflix film called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And oh my, I can't wait to talk about that one. Guido, which one do you feel like tackling first? Um, boy, uh, I'd say we get Tenant out of the way. Sure. Um, totally agree. And although it is, you know, popular, I use that with air quotations, uh, I feel like we're... Uh, the select few who've actually, you know, went out and saw it. (laughs) You're totally right. So what I want to do for the listener, because I'm sure a lot of people want to see this, but haven't first, I want to go on here. I'm sure we want to do the same thing and say, go watch it right now. It's probably safe. Just wear the gloves, wear the mask, follow the rules and go watch it. Uh, But just be careful. Um, and what I'll also do is I'll put time codes in the description. So if you're listening and you're wanting to be work, you know, kind of skip around spoilers and maybe get to the other film since you have seen it, I'll put time codes in the bottom. Just follow those so you can get around it without spoiling anything and come back and listen again when you've watched it. Yeah. Let's go hard with not spoiling right away. You know, we'll, we'll really try to make that separation. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, you know, I'm going to do my best not to spoil. <laughs> Hopefully, tell me if I start getting into that territory. I haven't seen a lot of the trailers, but obviously when you're watching it, the trailers, you see that it's uh, there's some time manipulation going on. And I think that's probably the biggest um, area of contention a lot of people have is did the film go too far to make it where you could not understand what was happening, thus taking away the enjoyment? Was it about right or did it not even go far enough? Um, I think most people are probably in that, that first little camp that it may have, may have been too fast moving or maybe didn't explain enough to where you're about halfway or three fourths into the film and you're maybe like 60 to 70 percent there of understanding what's happening. I felt like that's kind of how I was. The very ending scene, I was like, okay, they have this explanation of this operation they're trying to do. Okay, I should be able to kind of surmise what all's happening. I was still very, very lost. I couldn't figure out what each team was necessarily trying to accomplish. Like, And they had like this one part where 
like both teams had rocket launchers and they were blowing up a building <laughs> and like the bottom got blown out then came back and then the top got blown out and came back and then the building was just gone i it's like yikes this is like th- yeah. this scene like kind of shows how you feel around the film like wow that's really cool that happened but i don't understand how it happened yeah um without you know, without going into details, it's very much a Christopher Nolan film. It's like he he wanted. It's like Christopher Nolan wanted to make a Christopher Nolan film. <laughs> oh, that's a great explanation. <laughs> and it does all the things that Christopher Nolan does really well, but it also does all the things that he does bad very poorly. Um, it's convoluted for for no reason in my opinion uh like the just the story takes so many jumps and there's so many chains to get to where it needs to be that you could just you know unlink those chains and pull it together and you're still where it was where it should be um and but that being said there it's there's so much cool stuff in it. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens in it. Um, and the practical effects are really cool. Uh, lots of explosions. You can't tell if there's any CGI anywhere in it, you know? Um, and, uh, it's just a really cool movie to watch, but, uh, it's not very great for your brain. Right. And you really don't get a lot of great explanations on how. Well, let's see. That's the problem. I, I keep battling myself because you kind of do get some good moments at the around the beginning part. Uh, the the guy I'm just going to. What was his name? What's that agent's name? I'm about to just call him tenant. Uh, I don't know. Denzel's son. Denzel's son. Our main protagonist, he meets with a scientist and she goes kind of explaining what's happening. And uh, please help me if I totally screw this up. Basically, in the future, they have a way of taking an object and reversing its movement, like making it kind of go back in time. So, like, if you dropped something in the future you're in the past, that bullet comes back to your hand. that about right? Yeah. Ish. Ish, yeah. That's that's the general idea. The so, mechanics of it are, are never clear. No. You know? They, she, he goes to visit that lady, and she tries to explain it, but you're just left sitting there like, you know, what? Yeah, and... and- <laughs> And this is also like on the tail end of them explaining like what his job is and who he is and like uh, how he is some sort of agent, a government agent. And then after that, they go into explaining like why, what his mission is. And it's all just a bunch of dialogue and information that's thrown at you. And you're just sitting there like, what, but, 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 but. <laughs> and it's, you know, catchphrases and buzzwords all just like shot into your brain. And you're just kind of sat there. I remember sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? And it's not, there's no, there's no payoff to that feeling of like, there's no like aha moment. 
<laughs> you know, it just keeps right. going like that until you're at the end of the movie and you're like, uh, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem is if I had to choose between the other Nolan film that's very similar, and that would be Inception. They have both have very uh, similar concepts of time it's just in different uh methods you know like tenants kind of working between you know you got someone going forward in time another person that is in the present going back in time and then they're like their actions are coinciding with each other then you've got inception where you're just going inside someone's subconscious but time's slowing down as you go in the higher levels i ultimately find tenant more interesting because i really have to think now, I agree with you that there's times where it gets so frustrating that I lose that enjoyment. There's around the close to the middle part of the film. I'm like, I kind of wish they just took all this time stuff away and just made it a straight action spy flick. Because I found that stuff way more interesting than the time aspects. And because, as you said, there's some really good scenes like uh, where they take uh, they scale that building for that Indian lady. Mm-hmm. And like that whole part is just awesome them going up there and coming down like i want some more of that i don't really care so much about the bullets like disappearing and reappearing and all that stuff because i i feel like they really should have front loaded a lot more science to make some of the other scenes pay off because there's two or three instances where they come across these like cylinder um what do you, what do you call those things in buildings where you, you walk into them and it like makes you go around in a circle and exit what are those things called Oh, God. Uh, man, everyone's yelling at us right now. Uh, <laughs> Megan, do you know what those revolving are Revolving door? Revolving door. Thank you. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> this, yeah. this movie's got me fried. But they basically look like revolving doors. And what happens is you've got two on each side of the room. And in each one of these scenes, there's a window between them. So the people who are going forward in time can basically look over on the other side and see them coming out of it. So then they're like, oh, I guess my actions mean I should go through it. So they go through it, but then they come out and they're in the, what they call it, the opposite world or reverse world. And yeah, there's they have a name to, for it, but I can't remember what it was. Right. So they're going forward, but everything's going backwards in time. And there's points in the movie where they see themselves in that loop. And you see actions that at first it makes sense like a bullet hole and then it goes away. But you you see when that bullet happened because it happened in reverse world. It's times like that. And because they became so important to the plot later in the film that they should have front loaded the explanation a bit more. Like maybe had like a, a training simulator scene where they're like, okay, this is how we move between the worlds. And then they had like a neat little scene where it kind of explained it a bit more. So you're like, okay, okay, I kind of get the concept of this. But no, every time it happens, it's fast, the dialogue's quick, and you need to pay attention or else you're going to miss a lot of stuff. I think that was the big problem. They they needed a, a training moment for them to get used to moving back and forth. And you kind of think that, okay, maybe they just don't have this technology. But then you find out later there's like a team of of uh temporal commandos that do something called a temporal pincer movement they hear over and over but have no idea what it means <laughs> but it sounds awesome and i want to understand it 
Uh, so it's just a lot of that stuff that sounds so cool and looks so cool, but you're not given a moment to digest it. And I think that's my biggest problem with the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a few other problems with it. Some of the dialogue was just atrocious. <laughs> really? <laughs> what yeah. parts got you? Eye-rollingly atrocious. Um, one specifically that stands out <laughs> is when they're, uh, the lady is shot. Okay. We're into spoiler territory, I guess. <laughs> uh, the lady's shot and they're in the, the container going back through time. Okay. And, uh, they're explaining what's going to happen when the bad guy does his bad thing. It's going to end the world. And. That's what they say, like, everyone's going to die. And the lady says to them, everyone, including my son. <laughs> and, and both of them, uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, little Denzel, they look at her and they're like, yeah, he is. <laughs> well, and I was just like, okay. that. <laughs> and then... Uh, Someone was like, someone said something about like how it's, you know, it's going to be worse than the Cold World or Cold War or Cold War brought up to 10. And then they were like, cold as ice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember that. Oh, that was cringy. (laughs) Yeah, there is just a lot of that. But uh, also it was just uh, a lot of dialogue, a lot of talking fast at each other. Very fast. No time for breaths. Yep. Um, yep. And, and uh, a little bit of an issue with audibility. I guess oh, that might be the word. God, the sound mixing for me was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I wish I had subtitles. Right. I didn't think it was as bad as some people had made it out to be, but it was no doubt an issue, especially if there was a lot of background noise. Uh, and I couldn't even imagine if it was a room full of people. Like, I don't know if I could uh, understand what's going on. Uh, but there's definitely um, not a grumbling, but it sounds like they're too far away from the mic. J- just a, a hair too far, but just enough that when there's a lot going on and you're trying to pay attention, that some words kind of escape you. Yeah. 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 And all the explosions were super loud. The music was loud. Dialogue was low. So one of yeah. those type of scenarios. Um, yeah, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a Christopher Nolan movie. Very cool <laughs> moments, very cool moments, but you're just sitting there like, oh boy. Um, the ending part with the battle, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. I don't either. That was so There's, disappointing too. Yeah. They're, who the fuck are they fighting? It looks like they're shooting guns at no one. There's explosions happening. No one's shooting at them. They're just like there's explosions and like two people, like two teams that are on the same side going one in forward and one in reverse. And like, who's the bad guy? (laughs) (laughs) And it almost seemed like overkill because I kind of thought that, okay, maybe the enemy's also using this temporal a method of fight each other so they're both like trying to out pincer each other but it it did look like the regular enemy were in the current time 
and then you have the ones that are actually going forward and the other ones going backwards but they almost seem like they were shooting at each other or more of a hazard to each other than to the enemy i I think that might be the point you're trying to make because you you see them like blow up in a building and then they like come back together and you're like okay well what did that accomplish and then, like, there's other times where, like, their own vehicles, like the the good guys' vehicles, are almost about to run over their own people. <laughs> it's like, oh, this sounds like a mess. Like, what is happening? Because they had like a huge number of troops, so just like overwhelm them. It, yeah. It, the only point that it actually helped was it, it still didn't make a lot of sense. At the very end, where um, Denzel is facing off with the main henchman of the bad guy, because he's about to drop. Oh, God, this uh, metal tube thing that has the algorithm to make all this happen. And basically, if it falls down this tube, they can't recover it again. At least that's what I'm thinking is what happened. Mm, you have that but wrong. Is that wrong? Is that <laughs> really yeah, wrong? Yeah, you're going to drop it like a nuke in there where the thing was, weren't they? <laughs> I thought that. Isn't there some they sort said of plutonium that, at play? Is that what it is? Like, I, I don't want. Maybe you're right, because they kept on saying that thing was like oh, they call the algorithm. So like yeah. all that thing put together would cause them to have that's like what's the code. controlling the time flow. And if they destroy it, then everything goes away is what my understanding is. So they were going to blow up that thing. And that's the thing that would kill everybody. Yeah, see, I think so. Okay, but then that ties to the little like uh, Fitbit watch thing that he had. So is it that that metal thing would blow up when he died and that was the plan? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's (laughs) (laughs) see, this is just it's you know, it's no one's fault. Nothing was clear. There was no clear. There's no clear destination like it was like nolan was he came in to this pitch meeting and he was like reverse time we're gonna have a car chase half the cars will be going in forward time other half will be going in reverse time we're gonna have a fucking battle between two sects and they're gonna be going forward and backwards we're gonna have a cool fight scene where a dude fights himself but one of them is gonna be going forward and one is gonna be going backwards and they're like yes this all sounds great what about the story though and he's like i will figure it out (laughs) yeah you're you're totally right and it's it was such a cool idea that could definitely work they need to tighten up the screenplay and the dialogue. They needed the, to have more explanations up front with even some visual aids that explain that that little rock and bullet coming back. It's just not enough. It's a simple explanation. But my God, when you're talking like 20 actors on the screen, cars and guns and bullets going every which way, the whole bullet shooting against the rock and coming back is just not enough. We, we need a little more time to get involved in this concept and i i can't say it's a bad movie though it sounds like it because i think like we've griped more than praised it but i think i'm griping because i liked it so much i just wanted it to be better i want to give some notes on how it could be better um but i cannot outright say it was bad has problems i can't say it's great by any means i think there's 
Definitely better Nolan films, objectively. But uh, I can't say it's a bad movie, and I do recommend people watching it. Go in, even go into the theater to watch it because it's a very interesting experience. Yeah, I'd agree. But just look out for those weird story hooks. Like there is the whole painting. Like she, you had to go get a painting for this lady or something. It was a drawing that she had forged. Or, uh, oh like, crap! I it, forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, you forget about it because it has no bearing on the story at all. Like you could get to her helping you without having, I think it was, she, she found a for or she sold a forged painting and he, her husband knew it was forged. So he was using that as leverage over her to keep her there and her son. But at the same time, he's a fucking villain. He kills people. Like, why wouldn't they just use that as the leverage, you know? I thought that it was like it, it was like painted by like her lover because wasn't there a guy or something in between and apparently she like felt something for him and that's why he held on to the painting because yeah, but why he, was that imp- why is that important it's not i thought it would be more important but, but it went that nowhere. was the whole reason they they broke into that place is to get the painting so that she would work with them and he could right. build trust with the bad guy Exactly. (laughs) It's it's like they threw darts at an an idea dartboard, and wherever they fell, they just ran with it. Right. Or it's someone, uh, it shows that Nolan wrote it, so maybe someone else in the room was like, okay, we need this storyline that's, as you said, you know, it's, it's makes sense. It sounds like a little spy movie, you know, sneaking in, grabbing a painting. He's like, yeah, yeah, that's all great backwards and he's like oh god okay all right so now we have to put those machines in there and people pop out and they fight the whole thing makes no sense until three-fourths of the way through and really was for nothing it's just and also i think one part that bothered me the most was and correct me if i'm wrong they were trying to save the girl's life because she got hit by an inverted bullet and apparently these bullets contain some sort of radiation or whatever. And the only way to heal her is to put her into the reverse world for like a week or two. And then apparently it like kind of heals itself. But then the problem is they've got to then uh, go back through to get back the regular world so they can progress the plot. So, you know, we've got Robert Pattinson. I think at this point they've already met the temporal agent guys. And they're like, okay, we're going to do this plan. Well, the only place we know of that has these little revolving door things was back at the airport. So we're going to go back so far to where we did the heist. We're going to sneak in and go through the revolving doors. Well, that's okay. Makes sense. That's cool. Well, not much later, we find out that this temporal agent army has like thousands of these revolving doors that they use. I'm like, my God, why do we go all the way back there? Just go with the agents and go through the doors that way. Yeah, or stay where the shit was. Yeah. But you can't because everything that happened had already happened, you know? Right. You can't change that. Like he already fought himself. So they had to go back. It was just that's the way time works. <laughs> Apparently. You're you're totally right. It was a cool scene. I pretty awesome. Super I, cool. 
Yeah, I couldn't decide if that plane was an actual plane or just a model. It looked almost like they used an actual plane. Not it an did. actual one, but a, a, a one-to-one replica of some sort. It was very convincing, whatever it was. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, but yikes. Um, I, I I don't know if I'm the idiot or the film could have just been better written i may maybe it's a mix of the two but i'm i'm not sure i think the film's more the blame they, they should have wrote it a little bit better on the front end then the the last bit would have made more sense or paid off a bit more yeah i agree it's just uh our confusion should be, you know be a telltale sign for anyone we're you know we just watched them i watched it yesterday i don't i don't know i don't know what happened <laughs> has it stuck with you at all like i feel like still the film's kind of stuck with me like i'm i'm still kind of thinking through parts of it i'm like oh that was actually kind of neat or uh maybe that's how it worked as like i've still been kind of engaged with it even like four or five days out mm, not for me i'm just kind of it's it happened and that's it okay <laughs> sounds good <laughs> well you know final thoughts what's your final uh, thoughts on the movie Final thoughts. Very cool. Lots of neat action. Um, I wouldn't go into it expecting any more than that. Those are some good thoughts. Uh, You know, after seeing the first trailer of that movie, I was very ready to call Christopher Nolan a hack. Uh, Because the film, at least in the trailers, the two I saw, the, the main TV one, Excuse me. And the extended one with the um, orchestra scene, which was very cool. Um, I felt like he was blowing his load pretty hard and it was not going to have a lot of substance. I was wrong. I was definitely wrong in that assumption. Uh, I think the issue wasn't he was blowing his load. He just maybe needs a little more guidance from a writing department. To, to get these scripts cleaned up a little bit. Um, definitely a downgrade in overall quality in the script department compared to his previous films. And that's that alone is disappointing. Acting and everything was great. Uh, the um, action scenes, even with the going back and forth in time, were shot really, really well and were quite exciting and engaging. Um, but I think he needs a little more control around the writing. And I think he would be, he and his films would be better off for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of another film that uh, has stuck with us, I'm going to go ahead and speak for Guido. I believe he's probably still thinking of this film. Uh, I know I definitely am. Megan and I both are. That's I'm thinking of ending things. But old Charlie Kaufman, Charlie mm -hmm. Kaufman, what a director. Um, not the biggest fan of him, uh, but no doubt his films do leave me thinking at the end or what the hell's going on. Yeah, uh, but I, I think that's a good, you know, that's not a bad aspect. And right. I have uh, <laughs> Megan and I watched this movie. I fell asleep uh, around the third or fourth car ride. Um, oh, those are long car rides. They were, and I woke up and they were still in the car. I'm like, oh my lord! Uh, I think it was after they went to the ice cream place. 
um, I think there was a car ride segment after that. And um, I woke up and kind of the same stuff was happening. I'm like, okay, I guess I didn't miss too much. Um, and that very, very end scene really woke me up. But um, this film is very fascinating. I still don't want to say it's bad. I think in the first 30 minutes, I would have called the film bad. Um, it's really? definitely a... I would have. I did not like the first 30 minutes. The first car ride really, really chapped my ass. Um, I think it came off. The dialogue came off as way too pretentious. I loved the the scene of them driving through the snow. That was gorgeous. I love the small, intimate setting. Absolutely love that. Um, but by the time she got to talking about her her stupid poem, I was really starting to disengage. Like the, we've spent so much time talking about kind of nothing um, for a while and getting some internal dialogue from our, I guess we would call her our protagonist. Uh, although I guess that's questionable by the end. Uh, talking about her feelings on things, her wanting to end things with her, her boyfriend, they're going to see her, her parent, his parents. And I was like, okay, this is going on a little too long. I, I kind of, I get what's happening. But once you get to the house is where things start getting very fascinating. And really, in retrospective, throughout the whole film, I look back to that beginning scene and say, OK, I see why they did it. I see what the dialogue, things that were happening, little cues that were going on there. I see why it was that long and why they talked about all that stuff. Um, but still, kind of like what I talked about with uh, Hollywood, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, I still feel like there's you, you've got to kind of get people hooked in a little bit more. And I felt like it really fell at that beginning. Cause if it wasn't for Megan and myself just powering through, I would have already shut the movie off. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the opposite. I enjoyed the conversation at the beginning. I, I, I was hooked. It was uh, I, I liked it. I liked the exchange. Um, I like the weirdness to it, and it was just giving you just enough weirdness to be like, what the fuck is going on here? And, uh, yeah, I enjoyed the first little car ride that they had, and I think my enjoyment went up even more when they got to the house, uh, and met the parents and whatnot. Um, I feel like we should give them just an idea of what the movie is, <laughs> you know, yeah. before diving into specifics like this, but without, without, oh, you can't, you can't do it. You can't explain what this movie is without uh, really giving your take on what you believe it is because it right. ends up being pretty much symbolism. The movie it's, it's all symbolic. It's all um, just metaphors for things. <laughs> Am right. I wrong in saying that? No, not at all. Absolutely not. Um, after we watched it, uh, Megan went online and started looking up people's takes on, on the film. And she found a couple that, or one in particular, I think fit the best, but even that one, I, I, we've been talking about it the past couple of days. I'm like, I don't think it 100% fits, though. It fits part of it, but I think you could definitely take this film in multiple ways, which is sure. great. Wonderful. Yeah. I love that about a film. Um, it's based on a book, and it's adapted from a book. 
And uh, if anything, this interpretation of that book is like Nolan's Tenant. It's Charlie Kaufman saying, I'm going to make a Charlie Kaufman movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to make it as weird as fuck. And you're going to walk away and not know what you just watched. And you're going to think about it for a few days. And he succeeded in that regard. Um, but man, there were just points of it where it just droned and droned and droned. And there's a, there's a point that everyone's mind gets to where you're, you just can't take how weird it is. You just, you're like, you don't fucking care anymore how weird it is. You just want some sort of, uh, grasp on what's going on. And, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's intentional, but I don't know if that's a good thing. Right. Totally agree. And when Megan and I were chatting about it at the pool yesterday, I was like, this has been done before. None of this is new. You know, you look at Stanley Kubrick's library. He's had tons of films that uh, are very strange and are very up for interpretation. But I say the one difference is, He's able to get you hooked into the movie and have a rapport with the main character, have an interest in him achieving his goals. I look at 2001 as a great example. Beautiful cinematic film that holds up even today. It's shocking. Uh, And you're following this character and you're kind of following. uh, Do you disagree? (laughs) Uh, No, I mean. I'm almost I'm almost. No, I wasn't laughing. Uh, Oh. I'm reverse of, of you. Like really? It did get yeah, it did get my hooks. And it it just got to the point where there was too much batshit stuff going on that I didn't care anymore. I felt would be, insulted uh, as, as a I felt an yeah, yeah. I felt insulted as a watcher of the movie that he just kept throwing this stuff at me. Gotcha. You know, without clearing anything up. And once you get to the point where, well, I got to a point where I understood that she, the lady, Lucy, uh, who also had a few names in the movie, uh, wasn't real, that she was a figment of his imagination. That's where I just lost it. I, I stopped caring altogether. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And that's just my my biggest problem as well is I feel like with all the symbolism, with all the time and, you know, uh, you spend to get to know these characters as best as you can, the ending is just so kind of disappointing or you just you just leave thinking like well what did i just accomplish i'm i'm not sure if i accomplished anything and that's why i pointed like 2001 is you're following this character so he gets to the obelisk on i forget it's on the moon or mars or somewhere and then it gets weird then the whole ending of that film is up for interpretation but at least you had the beginning part to feel like you followed this journey for this character to accomplish his goal I don't get that feeling from this movie, from ending things, because I'm not really sure there was a goal to accomplish. I'm not sure if I sat and watched anything that was supposed to accomplish anything at all. 
I, that, I, other than the act, the as you said, the director trying to make me feel uncomfortable or just make me feel well, like I don't know what's happening, and I don't know if that's a good enough reason to make what if, film. What if that is the reason that he was out for? Like he wanted you to make, he wanted you to feel like how uh, the main character Jake felt of how like every, this is all useless, this is all pointless, and it's you know it's done. You know, I'm trying to I'm. Me as a the audience, I'm trying to craft some sort of narrative of this movie, like he's trying to craft a narrative of his life that doesn't that doesn't exist. That's not there, you know. But I don't know. I, do you design that, or is that just done because you made the film poorly? I I, I don't know because you start walking that line that if your film didn't make, you know. If you were trying to achieve something where I watch your film and I'm like, okay, I've I've gotten nothing from this but confusion on what you're trying to accomplish. I, I don't know if where does that line go from brilliance to poor film? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure he made it with the intention of people walking away with it with something with not feeling like, you know. They just wasted time. <laughs> sure. But uh, it, there are a lot of similarities in, in the feeling I felt when I was, it was over and the feeling that the motherfucker Jake felt at the end of the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, Which I is, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, I guess I'll... Stepping outside of the story, I'll have to say visually and it, visually the film's gorgeous. It's simple. It's, you know, it, I kind of feel like it has that shining kind of feel where you have all this like snow and weather playing almost its own character. You know that it's getting worse. You're feeling more claustrophobic and you're stuck with a character or characters that you don't feel comfortable with. I like that. That's perfect design, you know, because you go from being in a car not snowing too much but people are slightly worried about what it could turn into and you're learning about these characters and you go to a house where what the girl the main character definitely doesn't feel comfortable or kind of jumps between comforts in the dialogue which i found so so freaking cool but still the weather's getting worse and the character situations inside parts of the house are also getting arguably progressively worse and then leaving the house where it's just a torrential downpour of snow and our characters are going through another some sort of metamorphosis is just makes you even more uncomfortable. It feels like you're in an uncomfortable car ride with two people and you go between levels of discomfort. The whole film is just delightfully uncomfortable when it comes to the scenery and locations. Um and I, I love that part of the movie. I found that to be just very, very delightful. Did you have a moment where you knew that she was fake, that she was a, a creation of him? When was that moment? Well, to tell you the truth, I kind of kept grasping that she shoot i kind of jump between different areas i don't know if i ever truly grasped the part that she was a figment and maybe that was oh. part of around the end part i kind of stopped caring 
So that might be my own fault uh, there. I mean, from the beginning onward, I felt like she was going through um, dementia. You felt like it was or, her or something. Story. Yes, uh, very much so. I very yeah. much felt like it and was that her was story. Intentional, right? And but it makes sense. For me, it was when she was reading the poem that she said in the car. She was reading it while she was sitting in his room, and Ooh, also when she okay. saw the picture of herself. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of clues. And I figured pretty much very early that the janitor was Jake. And uh, that when he was watching that movie, the Robert Zemeckis movie, which I laughed out loud at, <laughs> when <laughs> he's the janitor is in the school classroom taking his break and he's watching this corny romantic comedy or whatever and it finishes and then it goes to the screen and it's showing the movie and then it plays the credits of the movie that the janitor is watching uh i thought that was funny and i don't know just so out of place but (laughs) definitely there's a moment when she's in the car and her face turns into that actress that he was watching and i'm like oh like He's just creating this and all the different reasons that she was, that they met, you know, that, that popped up throughout the movie. I, I kind of clicked that he's just fabricating this, this girl, this like failed attempt at talking to many different girls. And this is how he manifested her in his last moments, really. I, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I see what I, you're saying. It's just such a you can pull so much away from it. Um and it, that being said, like it sounds like I got something from this movie, but I didn't. You know, it's just really beyond the endless dialogue of that made no sense that's like half philosophical and half like almost talking down to you as the audience. There's a few like gotcha moments that hit home, but it's just, uh, it's not satisfying at all. Yeah. Boy, you're right. I, I, I struggle because I, I don't want to hate this movie and I, I don't think I hate it. I, I think How would you um, fix it? See, that's the Could, thing. Can I, it be fixed? I, I don't, I don't know if it can. <laughs> I, I think, I think part of me that struggles is I love the scenery. I like the character. Or at least I like the acting. Really enjoy the acting from yes. everyone in the film. Fantastic, top notch aces. Uh, I love the the imagery. I love the the sets. You know, and the locations that they go to. I even, I even really like the very ending with the dance scene, and <laughs> it's so weird to say there's dancing at the end. Uh, there's um, some uh, singing, and I, I love all that from an optical standpoint. But then when I just layer all that on top of the story, I just, I hate it. And I think it's just everything that you you said, you know, about it's. And I mean, I don't want to always want a film that makes me feel good or makes me feel like I accomplished something at the end. I, that's not what I what I want from necessarily from any film. 
And I, I feel like, you know, if he was trying to uh, make a film that, you know, really everyone's going to talk about in a subjective viewpoint, he he won. I mean, he won the lottery there because it's hard to not to uh, talk about it in any kind of objective viewpoint because there's so many ways you can take it all. Uh, it's just that that personal feeling I have when thinking about everything else other than the visuals, the acting, when I get down to the story, I just have a hard time saying I enjoyed the film and I just, I don't know how to get around that. And I also don't know how to fix that. So in a way I feel terrible saying I don't like the movie or that it's bad. I just can't say that it's not a bad movie. I think he was very skilled in writing a line, writing a, I feel like a very, very fine line. Just if I was going to say unfiltered, you know, coming straight from my mouth, not trying to sugarcoat it or anything. I just think it's ultimately just not a maybe just not a movie for me. I just I didn't get nothing out of it. And what I did get out of it story wise was this kind of gross and didn't feel like it helped apply to my life in any way. And I don't know. It's just I even feel gross saying that. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> this film just brings up emotions and maybe that's what it's supposed to do. And if so, uh, congratulations. Good job. I, yeah, I feel weird. I think it is. I think it's uh, it's a divisive movie and the people that like it are going to really, really like it. And then uh, everybody else is going to watch it and be like, <laughs> you know, it's okay to not like movies. <laughs> <laughs> Even when a movie presents itself in such a way that it should be liked, it's okay to not like it. And you can it's okay to not to not know really why you don't like it. Right. Exactly. I, absolutely. I think it's quite okay uh, to to not like this film. Uh, it makes me, I don't know why, this film makes me think of another movie that came out a while, a long time ago, called Inherent Vice, starred sure. uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, based on a book. I, I felt like it's maybe the dumber version of this movie, because it was very strange in the dialogue. It was meant to be kind of heady, I guess, if that's the word you want to use it. But I felt like it failed because it, it tried to achieve what this film was trying to do just in a stupid way. Uh, because the film was supremely unenjoyable, uh, only had maybe a couple scenes that kind of worked and visually it looked nice and had good actors, but just the story was just nonsense. And I'm not sure what you're trying to get out of it, or this is the other side of, of trying to accomplish that. I just have a hard time saying it did something because I, in my opinion, uh, movies made by like Kubrick, did yeah. similar things, but they were supremely more enjoyable to myself. I, I got more out of it and still left the the filming saying, uh, what was what was the interpretation at the very end? What what was it trying to say? What was it trying to do? And yes. you know, that still sticks with me. Whereas this I kind of leave it and I'm like, don't I don't know if I really want to think about this movie anymore. Right. It's very much uh art. Yes. And that art is subjective. And, you know, there could be a whole argument in saying, you know, n- me saying not all movies are art. <laughs> um, much like you look at 
this if this movie was like in a museum and it was painted it'd be some abstract thing people would walk by it some would get emotional looking at it some would other others would just walk by and be like i don't fucking get it that guy got paid for this you know right and uh it's it's very much that it's what you get out of it i suppose and i didn't get much right and as well said it is definitely a movie version of art I said it the right way. I think I said that the right way. But, you know, ultimately, I, you know, I think and maybe it's my own like judgmental nature on on the film or, or my take on it. I just know this is going to get nominated for Best Picture and it doesn't hold a candle to Green Book. Like if I'm going to oh compare God, this film Green to Green Book, Book <laughs> there's <Come> no way. <laughs> but it's going to get, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it got Best you Picture. You think Green Book's better just because you can sit in your chair with your mouth agape, half a drool <laughs> coming out of it, and you can clap your hands like a seal and be like, yeah, yeah, black people equal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It doesn't challenge you at all. I, it, 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 you're, you're totally right. You're absolutely right, but it's just that that emotion at the end, how it all comes together, just that that feeling of just it, a story coming from you know one end to the other, and how it all you know finishes out. It's so great. This film does not have that, but I could definitely see it being nominated and probably even winning. Uh, and mm, I, I think it's too weird. I don't think I don't think so. Um, I I don't know, man. I, you're not wrong. There's a lot of films we expected to win um, that year that didn't. And Greenwood book, the one that probably was the most movie-esque movie of all of them, won, shockingly. Um, you, you could be totally right. But I, I will say it, it probably does, it does deserve to be nominated because of the dialogue it started. It's fun to go on Twitter and see people hash it out. You know, I mean, you got people like myself who are just confused, probably to itching towards the militant side of saying this is garbage and maybe we should burn it. Um, and everyone else in between. And that that is fun. I mean, that's just that's just great dialogue to have everyone in between talk about this one movie. It's not just, you know, Avengers. Oh, it was it was awesome. But maybe the CGI could have been better. You know, this is like to its core. People are arguing over it. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I, for that alone, for any director, uh, hats off, man. That's I awesome. do give I do give credit to Netflix to being like, yeah, fuck it. We'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I absolutely. I don't see anyone else touching this movie, uh, but they they did, and they got the cash to do it. And it looks like he had a nice budget, and um, to, to pull this one off, you know, probably had a lot a lot of freedom from him as well. Naturally, from from what we saw. Um, so hats off to him. Uh, final thoughts, man. Uh, final thoughts. Um, don't let the trailer fool you um it's kind of booked as this weird creepy horror movie a little bit from the trailer that's kind of what got my interest i was like oh i'm ready for like a cerebral horror movie um but it's not that <laughs> it's not that definitely some creepy moments but uh yeah you're gonna leave uh scratching your head unless uh 
you know, it speaks to you. Don't, I don't know. I can't recommend it, but I can't say don't watch it because it's really, like Biggie says, it's not a bad movie. It's just not for everybody, and it's not for most people. Do you like driving? Do you like snow? Do you like poems? Do you like awkward exchanges with the family and some fighting in the other room? Do you like animated pigs? Do you like the musical Oklahoma Nobel Prizes? Well, if you like all those, thi- all those things, then you'll probably enjoy I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Those are probably the best parts of the movie. Uh, and as Guido said, you want to go into it very open-minded and be ready. You've got to make yourself, make a commitment. Okay, because let me tell you, the first 30 minutes to an hour, or at least to the point they get to the house, you're probably not going to like. There may be parts of it you enjoy, but it's a long haul to get to that home. Once you get to the home, it's pretty easy going because you're going to find a lot of very interesting things going on in that house. Uh, That's going to keep you hooked to probably close to the end and then things go off the rails again. Um, So I challenge anyone who's even like, Oh, this is some weird stuff. Biggie and Guido are talking about. Uh, I want to check it out. Sit down, mark off two and a half hours of your life that you are going to sit through the end. Cause I think that's the only way you're going to get anything out of this movie is not just flipping it off in the first 20 minutes. You've got to sit to the very, very end and then get yeah, die. into the dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Die. I saw he, he noped out pretty hard, yes. <laughs> but watch it. Then get on Twitter, Reddit, wherever, and be a part of the dialogue. Cause I don't think anyone has a wrong answer with this movie. And I, I, I'm almost challenging people. We want more voices heard. Sure. Well, so, um, take that as it is. I don't know if that's good or bad or otherwise. Just, just watch it. You've got Netflix. You got nothing else to do. Watch it. Well, Biggie, I'm thinking of ending things, and by things I mean this episode. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's time to wrap it up. Then I see. Well, you know what. We want to hear your thoughts about any of the films we talked about or any other movies that you've watched. We love hearing your thoughts in general. Shoot us a tweet at just okay movies or send us an email to just okay movies at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Discord. Now you can reach us so many different ways. We love hearing your thoughts about stuff. Well, Guido, it has been a time. My brain hurts we, we've sure. had to really we've had two films we've had to think about in different ways and i'm gonna have to go digest it and uh, go eat some dinner yeah buddy, what should we watch for next we we need like a a reset a brain reset should oh we just watch God. old dogs again next week <laughs> uh, no <but laughs> that movie hurt my brain in so many other ways more so trying to figure out if someone spiked my diet coke uh but yeah, we, we do need a lighter film for next week. We'll have to figure it out. Yeah. But Guido, as always, man, always enjoy chatting with you. Love man, your absolutely. insights. Make me think about things in a way different way. Always appreciate it. Well, you guys hey, all that's take all care. you can ask for from other people, right? That's right. Especially man. in these these unprecedented times, as people like to say. Whew. 
so unprecedented. Although it looks like we're we're over the hump. I think things are gonna get better from here going yeah. forward. Knock Give on. Give me wood. some of those precedented times. Yeah, seriously. And I think, you know, the only film I've I'm really looking forward to is Dune. I don't think there's really any other movie I'm like that's coming out the theaters. I'm like, yay. Yeah, I didn't watch good. it. I think I'm going to pop for the audiobook and give it a listen. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of thinking the same thing as well. It, it looks like they've sunk some money into it. That was one sexy teaser trailer. Oh, baby. Oh, boy. What about, wait, all- before, speaking of trailers, can we just talk about the absurdity real quick? That is the unhinged trailer. <laughs> Did you see that? I don't think I saw it. With fat Russell Crowe driving a Ram truck? Oh, is that that movie? I never saw the trailer, but I've heard good stuff about the movie. Have you? It looks it looks atrocious. Yeah, it's like like some of the sites uh, were saying like, oh, this is the the quarantine movie you need to go see in theaters. I'll pass. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> the tra- yeah, the trailer's ridiculous. Sorry, you finished wrapping up. I cut you off. <laughs> no, you're fine. Ah, uh, shit. I'm going to have to watch it now. Well, <laughs> I'll check that out and get with you later. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you all later. Love you. Bye.